Hi, this is Regeline Sabat, also known as Gigi. You're listening to Walk With Me Podcast. My guest today is Lori Schoenfeld. Lori Schoenfeld is an author, motivational speaker, mentor, teacher, and child abuse survivor. Welcome to the show, Lori. Thank you. Thank you, Gigi, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. You're welcome. It's an honor to be here today. Now, why don't you start off by telling us about you and where you're from? Yes. So I am from Utah. I'm in the mountain area. Um, I'm a child abuse survivor as well as a scoliosis survivor and advocate. Um, I'm also an author and a creative expression coach as well as a speaker. So, I love it. Now, tell us more about your connecting to your artist principle. Oh, okay. Connecting to artist principle. I love that you asked that question because it's like, it is such a big piece of really connecting to my journey as being a child abuse and scoliosis survivor. Uh, each one of us have an inner child still within us, no matter how old we are. Our little Gigi and Laurie and whatnot is still in there. And we have passions and dreams and wonders. And we want to be heard and understood. And connecting to your inner artist is really all sorts of beautiful different tools of ways you can connect in expressing who you are really and who is that beautiful inner child that's always been there and is still within you asking for those different needs wants from you still to this day so i love it now tell us more about your learning to love yourself after abuse principle Oh my goodness. Uh, the first step for me was really being honest with who I am. Um, a lot of us as we're growing up, whether it's through PTSD, uh, trauma, anxiety, we each have our different layers of upbringing that we have gone through. And uh, we hold a lot of different limiting beliefs of what we think we need to be, how we need to feel, how we need to act to be enough, to be worthy, to be loved. And the first step of really learning to connect to love yourself is writing down your own truths of who are you really? Not the person you've been trying to be for someone else, but who is Laurie? Who is Gigi? And that's the first step. And then there's lots of layers that are beautiful connecting to the after. So, Amen. Now tell us more about your embracing your fears to succeed principle. Okay. Yes. I love these questions so much, Gigi. <laughs> so embracing your fears. Um, we all have them. They don't ever go away. Um, I think oftentimes there's this belief system that when we dive into things that are, we're passionate about or we're following our dreams, that people do it not afraid, which is not true. Like we're constantly afraid all of the time. And so embracing is the part of stepping into something that you really, really want to do and holding that space for yourself that you're going to step into it afraid, but that is a part of the journey. And that is a part of your story of once you step into that fear, now you're showing yourself what you're made of and sharing your voice and seeing what you can overcome. But you have to step into that space with yourself in whatever you're feeling in that moment and jump anyways. Amen, and jump anyways, very powerful. Now tell us more about your business, Inner Enlightenment. 
Inner Enlightenment is a business that I built two years ago. And the basis of it is connecting to your inner child through creativity and expression. Um, I first started it as a business to tap into helping children as well as adults with PTSD, anxiety, and depression to really be able to find their voice through creativity, through words, and being, again, going back to being truthful to who they are, allowing themselves to really feel and express the deepest parts of their heart, whether it's on paper, whether it's on canvas, whether it's through voice, and really diving into those pieces of themselves to see who they are. So that was the business that we got started two years ago, and it's just expanded into a beautiful platform with workshops, creativity workshops, one-on-one uh, -on -one sessions, the Inner Enlightenment show, and it's just really blowing up in this beautiful way of a lot of people finding and connecting to their inner child now more than ever, which is such a beautiful thing to see. That is very beautiful. Tell us more about your Inner Enlightenment show. Yes. The Inner Enlightenment show I started um, a year ago and it was it was divinely um, a divine intervention. I just was driving to the Polar Express with my husband last year with our kids. And I just got this download of someone, people need a spot where they can really feel safe and supported and loved, but they can share their story because that's really the first step is all of us have a story. All of us want to share who we are we just need a space that's safe and secure before we feel like we can open that up. And once that's opened up, then that's a whole nother beautiful journey where they can then start seeing what they're made of and what they're capable of and soar on their own. But the show is really that catalyst of, let's find a spot where it's safe and secure, where people can share their stories and their passions and their dreams and know that they're held. So. Amen. Very powerful. Now tell us more about the major challenge in your life you had to overcome such as sexual assault. Oh, goodness. Um, yes. So this, the sexual assault piece, I did not notice until two years ago. I went to therapy for marriage counseling. I grew up with physical violence as well as um, emotional violence within my home and remembered those pieces. But the sexual assault within my home, I did not remember um, for years, for years and years and years. And when I went to marriage counseling, I was working through some things with my husband. There were some pieces that started coming up about different memories, different triggers, different experiences that took place in my home that I, I knew within my body, but also discarded quite often, as I think like we know what is happening to us. We know what's going on, but oftentimes we discount it because we don't know how to place what is taking, what's occurring in that moment of fear and panic. Like our body is just really protecting us and trying to support us with that trauma. And oftentimes it means like, keeping us away from remembering certain pieces until we're ready to be able to process what really happened. And so two years ago, 
all of that kind of started opening up um, where I saw different experiences, remembered different moments as a kid um, with sexual assault. And I'm still walking through that journey right now of healing. So you are truly a warrior, Lori. I'll tell you that much. You're welcome. Now, what, what would you tell uh, the audience for those that are going through it or have been through it to not give up? What would you tell those individuals that might think about even ending their lives because of something like that happening? Um, I have been there where I have wanted to end my life multiple times. And I would say that every single day is a one step at a time process. Healing takes it's there's layers of healing underneath trauma, such as child abuse and sexual assault. And so often we want to rush the process or pretend that nothing happened, that we're okay. But if we numb and pretend and don't do the healing work, it's still going to be there waiting for us underneath the surface. And so I would just say, take one day at a time, be very loving and compassionate to yourself as those emotions and that healing is coming up. Listen, pay attention, give yourself compassion in that moment that you went through a really traumatic, devastating thing. It's going to take some compassion, time and love to move through what you need to move through to be able to get past it. But it will not go away if you just pretend or ignore it. Amen. Don't avoid it. I love it. Yes, ma'am. Now tell us more about some of the projects that you're currently working on. <laughs> I have a psychological uh, thriller book called Little Owl that is going to be out of spring 2021, as well as I'm working on a few other books that are in the works as well. One is a nonfiction book. Um, the tentative title is Broken Pieces Turn Into Gold which is talking about exactly what you and I are talking about right now, Gigi, of taking those parts in our life where we feel that we're broken and realizing that we are molding them back together with gold. We just have to do the healing work. The healing work is the gold that will mend us and put us back together, maybe not in the same way that we thought we needed to be, but in exactly the way that we're supposed to be. And that's what the whole book is all about. Very powerful. Now tell us more about your greatest accomplishment in your life. I love these questions so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the greatest accomplishment. Um, I would say five years ago, I was at a breaking point where I did not want to be here anymore. Um, I remember very vividly at that point, I had three little kids. I still have three kids, but my kids were much younger at that point. And I could hear them on the other side of the wall laughing. And my brain was telling me they're going to have a much better life without you in it. But listening to their laughter and holding space for myself, I decided there was a big, long thing where I felt that no, they wouldn't have a better life without me, even though I was feeling deeply that they would, that they needed their mother and that I could not do to them what had happened to me. I could not give them that experience. And so my biggest accomplishment would be that I got up in that moment. And ever since from that day, 
I've been doing a lot of healing work, a lot of therapy, trying a lot of different modalities to figure out what are the healthiest ways for me so that I can be the very best version for them. So that's definitely been my greatest accomplishment. Amen. When you say in that moment, in that moment, do you mean that you were going to end your life and you chose not to give up? Mm-hmm. Explain to the audience what happened in that moment and how you shifted from that negative mindset to a positive mindset, which actually saved your life. Mm-hmm. I was um, in the bathroom taking a shower and I was planning everything out. I felt the deep despair and sorrow of just really firmly believing that I was a problem. I was the mess. I'd always been the problem, really walking into all of those limiting beliefs of not being enough, not worthy, not capable, all of those things. And I heard them laugh on the other side of the wall. And I remember specifically, I put my hand on my heart and I like double layered it. And I listened to my heartbeat for a minute and took a deep breath. And then I started like remembering all of the things that I have done right. And I said them out loud. I was like, I love reading with my kids. I'm really good at being with my kids. And I'm in the shower talking to myself right now. That is a really good sign. You are showing up for yourself in this moment. And this is what I did for my husband. This is what I've done for myself. And almost changing that dialogue and walking through all those nasty negative comments that were coming in and switching them with something that I did know about myself and things that I was trying to do that I really wanted to become who I saw myself to be that my children also needed me to be. And once I started walking into that space of who I needed to be, to be able to show up more fully for myself and my kids, I realized that I haven't actually tried everything because I was ready Gigi at that point thinking that I had tried everything and that I already wasn't enough. And at the end of that dialogue, I realized I actually haven't tried everything because I have never tried to love myself. And if I haven't loved myself and I don't know what that looks like, I can't give that to my children. And that's a big part of probably why I'm feeling what I'm feeling, even though I couldn't understand all of that at the time, that at least was something tangible that I was able to say, okay, you haven't tried this step yet, Laurie, get up. You need to learn what loving yourself looks like. That's your step right now. And then you can pass that on to your kids. And then you can be the kind of person you want to be. But you cannot be anything for anyone else until you're that person for yourself. I love it. And now what are some steps that you took to learn how to love yourself? The first few steps that I took was really listening to my feelings and my heart Uh, really checking in and gaining that awareness that when I was feeling specific things, not unvalidating how I was feeling, but allowing myself to feel in that moment what I was feeling. The second thing was starting to gain awareness of who I really was, not who I needed to be as a mom, not who I needed to be as a wife, a friend, a neighbor, a sister, who Laurie needed to be for me in that moment. Like, how can I show up for myself? And then the third thing was every single day I took time in stillness. 
Stillness was really uncomfortable for me for a long time. I was a goer and a doer. And by doing that, it numbed a lot of the pain out. So I didn't have to heal or see where I was hurting. But learning how to sit in stillness really helped me to pause so I could listen to how I was feeling and all the things that I had ignored so many years previous to that, that now I was able to see by pausing and checking in. I love it. So you faced it head on. Very powerful. <laughs> now, you mentioned showing up for yourself. Can you explain to the audience how important it is to show up for yourself? Mm -hmm. Showing up for yourself is so key. Most of us, and I did this for a long time, I waited for so long for other people to show up for me. I wanted to be all these things and create all of this stuff within my life, but then I waited for other people to show me how to do that. And no one's going to do that for you. The only way that you can have the life that you want to live is by actually showing up for yourself. And that goes back into what we talked about is writing down who are you? What do you want to create within your life? Your life is going to be stagnant. It's going to stay right where it is until you allow yourself and give yourself permission to be there for you. Nothing's going to move. Nothing's going to be created. If you're waiting for someone else, you're going to be waiting for a really long time because they got their own journey and their own like story to build. But this is all your own and you get to create it. So it's it's key to all elements of your life when you show up for yourself. Not only are you now showing yourself what you're made of, you're also able to be that example and show other people around you what their what's possible for them as well. So it's huge. Amen. Show up for yourself. I love it. Now Lori, was there a time in your life journey where you experienced an aha moment? Oh, yes. Okay. So my biggest, um, one of my biggest aha moments, I've had quite a few, but when I had a surgery for scoliosis, so for those who aren't aware what scoliosis is, it's where your spine curves into an S. And I had to have surgery when I was 15, where I have two titanium rods on each side of my spine, and I have uh, six hooks and screws that are in place. So I'm like a, bio, a bionic titanium woman. <laughs> and um, at that point, I thought there's no possible way that I could learn how to walk. I did not see myself as someone who was strong. I thought that I was a very weak individual. Um, that aha, when I started learning how to walk, it was a huge, the first moment where I started realizing that I'm stronger than I even thought was possible. That every single step that I took was insanely painful, but the more I took the steps, the more I realized that the pain was teaching me what I still was capable of doing, that I could walk through those hard moments, that every moment of growth is meant to be painful. It's meant to hurt. But it's what you do with that pain and with that experience that helps you either to learn how to walk and fly or to be still. And so that still to this day, I remember that moment and I hold it every time I'm afraid. And every time I feel that anxiety or that panic, 
I remember how I felt in that moment when I first had to learn how to walk and I got up and how heavy the rods felt, but then how triumphant I felt once I took a few laps and learned how to walk again. So learn how to walk again. Very powerful. It reminds me of my mother. Um, she was told by her therapist that she would never walk again. And here she is walking today. So you really have to push through. And I'll, I'll never forget, I watched her therapist do, you know, everything with her, the routines. And then we had her walking back again. So I worked with her every day. So to hear that you were able to walk again, it is truly powerful. Now, you had to have a resilient mindset to bounce back and remain back because you are an amazing, incredible woman today who has had to have a resilient mindset to be where you are. So can you explain to the audience how important it is to, to maintain a resilient mindset? Mm -hmm. It is so important that every single day you have some form of routine. Um, the reason for that, the days that I have not shown up to the things that, for instance, I have something that I called my happy morning things. And everyone that knows me really well knows that I have like, I write in my morning pages, which are very expressive and they're creative. They get out a lot of baggage on paper. I do some meditation. I light my candles around the house and I have stillness for like a half hour that's just mine. And every single day I do that. And the days when I do not do that, I feel the limiting beliefs start to creep in because they really do. It's just like walking when you watch a toddler, how they have to get back down, but they have to quickly learn to get back up and they teach themselves how to walk. If they stay down, they're going to stay down. They're not going to get up and learn how to walk. And that's how a lot of limiting beliefs are. Of If you allow yourself to stay in that space for too long, it will be much harder to get out. Those limiting beliefs will creep in. They will take over very quickly as the mind is a very powerful thing. And so showing up every single day to some form of like a healthy modality of whatever that looks like for you is super key to keeping a resilient lifestyle. So you are in that continual headspace and drive that you want to be. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have bad days because we're all going to have bad days, but it helps to strengthen your mind and your heart to keep pushing through those bad moments anyways. Very powerful. Now you mentioned limiting talk or limiting beliefs. Let's talk about uh, talk, self-talk. Mm -hmm. How important is it to have positive self-talk? It is so important. I, before the five, so five years ago when I was at the point of ending it all, I was so rude and nasty to myself. I said negative things to myself all the time. I carried a lot of limiting beliefs of what other people have told me. And it was like, it was every single day, a constant battle of just, you're not enough. You're ugly. You're stupid. No one's going to want you. Who do you think you are? And it got so heavy because I was hearing that all the time and telling myself that all the time that I truly believed to the very core. I was at that point of feeling like I really had no value whatsoever because that's what I was telling myself every single day. And so the things that you do say to yourself become your identity. They become your reality. 
So it's, you gotta be very careful, especially how you talk to yourself. There are people that are going to talk to us in the ways that they talk to themselves. And we hear that all the time, but the way that we talk to ourselves is so crucial because that is what we're creating as our identity and our reality day to day. Amen. Very powerful. Lori, tell us more about what gives you happiness in your life. Oh my goodness. Conversations like this, where I am connecting and talking to beautiful and radiant people, hearing other people's stories as we each have one that is just so beautiful. Um, being a mom, I love being a mom. And I'm so grateful that I get to change the cycle. And I have the opportunity to change the cycle for my kids. I Candles, my husband, um, writing. I, there's so many things that just bring me great amount of joy. Cuddling with my puppy. <laughs> All of it. I, I love, I love, love, love life and people. Amen. Very powerful. Now, Lori, what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness? <sighs> My best advice for walking with purpose, I'm gonna go back to checking in with who you are and being truthful to yourself. Um, when you are walking with truth, then you're living with purpose because you're being very honest and authentic and in integrity to who you are. And when you are being true to yourself, then you can start really truly finding purpose because you're owning who you are and who you've been meant to be. Amen. So check in with yourself and be loving and truthful and honest to who you are. Amen. Very powerful. Be true to yourself. Lori, thank you so much for being a guest on walk with me podcast. I appreciate you. I appreciate you too. You're welcome. You so Where can the audience find you? Yes. So they can find me uh, right here on Facebook under Laurie Schoenfeld events or Laurie Schoenfeld. Um, same with Instagram and Twitter. It's under the same name, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I and Schoenfeld, S-C-H-O-E-N-F-E-L-D. So I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check out Laurie on all of her social media. And Laurie, again, thank you so much for being a guest on the Walk With Me podcast. I appreciate you. Thank you, Gigi. Appreciate you too. You're welcome.